Welcome to Reader Seeks Romance Channel's Romance Roundup. I am Liz Donatelli. And I'm Libby Kay, author of the sweet romance series, Buckeye Falls. Libby and I are excited to share the upcoming 2023 fall romances on our to-be-read lists. If you're listening to us on Podbean or your podcast app of choice, then be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Romance Roundup. Also, watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance's YouTube channel, which is the only place you'll find exclusive bonus content such as episode teasers, books and bookish giveaways, extra book recs, and romance author guests. Be sure to like and subscribe. Libby, let the roundup begin. All right, giddy up, Liz. Here we go. <laughs> so first one that I'm really excited about uh, is by Jackie Frazier, and it's called The Beginning of Everything. And this is going to come out September 26th from Dell Publishing. Uh, so the reason I'm excited is it's another one of my of my, you know, starting over, not necessarily second chance because this is a new love interest, but uh, a woman starting over needing a change. And if you listen to episode one, you'll know that this seems to be a common theme with me. <laughs> uh, so we have our heroine, Jess. She is starting out uh, basically with everything she can carry. And she finds this um, this home that she's going to basically, it sounds like squat in and the attractive, <laughs> because they're always attractive, uh, owner of the house, Gethin. And again, I'm making a guess that that's how you say that name because mm -hmm. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but Gethin is there and he obviously is coming in with his own baggage, pun intended. And uh, together they agree to stay in this fixer upper house and they're going to work on it together. And because it's listed as a romance, I'm making some assumptions here that sparks are going to fly and there's going to be a few, uh, hopefully sweet and steamy moments uh, with this book. Uh, so one of the reasons I'm really excited about this book is I really enjoyed uh, Jackie Frazier's first, well, maybe not first book, but first to me book uh, that came out, I believe about a year and a half ago called The Bookshop of Second Chances. And uh, just like uh, with that one, this cover for the beginning of everything is adorable. And it has that illustrated vibe where you just want to like slide in and be cozy uh, with Jess and Gethin and whatever other shenanigans ensue. But I really have enjoyed uh, Jackie Frazier's writing style. I like that her heroines and heroes are very flawed and realistic. Um, again, kind of going back to episode one, this is another book that features uh, characters that are over 40. So I'm excited for that just to kind of see just how it's a different type of love story when, you know, these are, this isn't a first love situation. So um, very excited. Like I said, comes out September 26th. Um, it sounds super cute. And um, I always go in with kind of scary high expectations if I liked an author's previous book. So um, I'm fingers crossed that Jackie's going to wow me with this one too. Thank you for sharing. Uh, that sounds intriguing. And uh, I'm curious to know if after you read it, if it'll end up on future lists on the show. Yes, so, I will definitely yeah. keep you posted. It's funny because I like these story plots that in real life, like the thought of just like leaving my entire life with whatever I can carry just sounds terrifying. But I'm like, oh, yeah. that sounds charming if it's fictional. Y yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and did you mention that uh, someone being a, a hot squatter? No, she was squatting in his house is the way I'm interpreting the oh. description of the book is that basically she has no right to be there. It's not her house. Okay, right. I thought you said that. 
I guess I got it confused in my head thinking that it was the male love interest was the squatter and that he was hot. And I thought you said something about a hot squatter. No, I'm just hoping he's attractive because she's oh, okay. always squatting in his house. Because, <laughs> you know, hot squatter could be a fun romance trope. Yeah. <laughs> some some dude squatting in your house. In your house. And he's hot, so you're not going to kick him out. Again, only if it's fictional. That would scare the crap out only of me Only if in it's real life. fictional. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so what do you have? I'm excited. <laughs> I have Faking Christmas, a Ooh. holiday rom-com by our friend and fellow book clubber, Kerry Winfrey. Yes, I'm name dropping. What I like about Kerry's work, uh, I've read a few of her other novels. I She's really good at situational comedy. There's yes. a lot of situations that are truly uh, funny um, and she writes it with that precision that you can imagine it playing out on the screen uh, in a movie setting. So um, I'm super excited. It is inspired by the 1945 film Christmas in Connecticut. When I heard that, I'm like, I am sold. <laughs> yes, yes. I know that, as you mentioned in the first episode, you're, you're a fan of older movies, uh, classics, if you will. And uh, this one, I actually watched the trailer for Christmas in Connecticut to kind of get an idea of what faking Christmas might be like. And um, I I'm really excited for both to watch the movie and read the book. So Faking Christmas comes out September 26th, published by Berkeley. This is the book description little blurb here. Laurel Grant is playing house for the holidays, complete with a fake husband and kids in this delightful, charming rom-com by Kerry Winfrey. So the gist of it is that there's a social media manager who lies to her boss about owning a farm in Ohio that's actually owned by her twin sister. And this charade, which involves her pretending to be married to her nemesis, don't know how that happens. And I suppose there's kids thrown in there. You're only supposed to do this for one dinner. So it's only supposed to be a very temporary charade. But there's a snowstorm and it traps everyone at the farm for a weekend. So she has to keep up this pretense throughout the weekend otherwise her job might be in danger and of course during the course of that uh you know she ends up falling for this enemy of hers uh so there's a lot i mean it's got all my synapses snapping yes. here so all the tropes all yeah, the tropes. Like, <laughs> right it's like where could this go and there's tropes and and it's holiday goodness so i am i can't wait and i am going to be attending Kerry's launch and book signing in columbus ohio uh, at the book loft uh yes will i will be there too out? yes excellent so, uh, so yeah, Faking Christmas uh, by Kerry Winfrey out September 26th. Libby, what else do you have for us? Okay, so we're going from Christmas and we're just going to have regular old time of year. So the next one I'm really excited about is a new one coming up from Alexis Hall. It's called 10 Things That Never Happened, which per perked up my late 90s brain of 10 Things I Hate About You. And I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but the title alone caught my attention and I was super yeah. excited. I hope so. so. I'm a big fan of 10 Things I Hate About You. God, one of my favorite movies. We should just have a show about that movie. <laughs> um, speaking of that, I, and this I, this was not done purposely for me to mention this, <laughs> but on Romance Rewind, a show that yeah. I co-host with Tiffany, we discuss uh, 10 Things I Hate About You with an author whose book was inspired by it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So check that I out. I have to check that out. YouTube. 
Yeah, you and Tiffany are a hoot. I love it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so, and this comes out, I should, uh, before I forget to mention, October 17th, it's from Sourcebooks Casablanca. So um, why I'm excited is I've really enjoyed Alexis Hall's other books, um, particularly the Lending Calling series. And that's the boyfriend material, husband material. And I think they might have father material coming out. I have to check on that. Um, but I, that was kind of alluded to at the end of husband material. But anywho, so the, the reason I'm excited is because um, Alexis Hall does amazing things with the chemistry of these characters in all of the books I've read. So I have high expectations uh, for this new one, which features Sam and Jonathan. And Sam is a manager of a uh, bed and bath store. It kind of sounds like the UK's version of Bed Bath and Beyond. And he gets summoned to London by the owner, who is, of course, surly and a grump. And his name is Jonathan. And I'm already excited that it's going to be a grumpy sunshine trope. That's again, I'm just like, oh, trope. Yeah. Uh, so on the way, there's a little bit of an accident and Sam gets injured. And so to save himself from this bad first impression, he pretends that he has amnesia. So that's kind of the basis of, from what I understand from the description, that's the yeah. basis of the story is this lie that he doesn't know or he doesn't remember anything. Uh, so he and Jonathan can start fresh. So I just think that sounds charming. It sounds uh, like a fun twist on the, you know, workplace uh, enemies to lovers, grumpy sunshine tropes that it seems this book is going to have um, in the London calling series. Uh, the set, the secondary char characters were phenomenal. They were hilarious. They added a lot to the story. So again, I'm having high expectations here, Alexis Hall. Please don't break my heart. Um, but and again, another shout out for another Alexis Hall book because I just had some of my um, book buddies talk about it, and I haven't read it yet. But uh, one of their historical ones, which is A Lady for a Duke, uh, apparently that is. Uh, super fun, super steamy, and um, it's kind of a slow burn uh, friends to lovers. And so I wanted to give a shout out for A Lady for a Duke because that's on my TBR list. And apparently it is just as good, if not better, than Alexis Hall's London Calling series. Wow, you squeezed in two books. In I there. know, I'm just putting it all in there. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think it is brilliant. Uh, pretend amnesia. Like yeah, just to save face. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that, and I can't imagine how that plays out necessarily. So that makes me even more eager to check out yes. this book. Yes. Um, that is, I might have to make that a book club book. I'm telling you, it's and plus the cover again. I'm, I know you shouldn't yeah. judge books by their cover, but everybody does. So of okay. course, uh, but it looks, it just looks super fun, and I love the red, white, and blue theme. Um, and again, as someone who keeps a lot of my books, it's nice to have everything look nice on the bookshelf. So yes, yeah. yeah. So that's not the only reason, but again, I'm super excited for Ten Things That Never Happened by Alexis Hall, which comes out October 17th. Hey, what do what? you have next, Liz? It's called Ghosted by Sarah Reddy. Okay. It is a paranormal ghost romance. Now, there's only two ways in my mind of how a paranormal ghost romance can end. Either the person, we find out that the person was in a coma and their spirit fell in love with oh, yeah. a flesh and blood person, or I'm thinking that the other person dies and they meet up in heaven. So I am fascinated by checking out ghost romances because I want to see how the author writes it. Oh, or they become a real person like Pinocchio. So Ghosted is going to publish on September 26th by a romance publisher I have not heard of, Swift and Lewis Publishing, which yeah. may or may not be the author's own publishing company. Okay. Here is the book description. Here's a little excerpt from that. 
Jillian Najat is the only dating and relationship expert on the planet who is incapable of speaking to men. If they're living, if they're breathing, it's game over. <laughs> so, so now, and this goes back to the squatting. It says that the main character, Jillian, moves into a cheap apartment in New York City that comes with a hunky hot ghost who believes <laughs> his job is to help Jillian find love. And then I guess they fall for each other. So here is a hot ghost squatter. All right. I love it. That's the theme of this entire episode. <laughs> is hot squatters, which I would not look up on Google because I I would find. Fine. I have not read any books by Sarah Reddy, but they seem to have a lot of books on Amazon. So um, definitely a prolific writer. Uh, yeah. of romance so uh so yeah so that is ghosted by sarah reddy out september 26th i'm definitely intrigued that sounds really cool the roundup okay. continues libby all right next up i want to talk about um one of my favorite authors and i'm sure a lot of yours tessa bailey uh she has a new one coming out october the 3rd uh, with avon publishing and it's called wreck the halls uh, so obviously it's a Christmas book. So I'm super excited. I'm, I'm not one of those people that's already decorated for Christmas, but it will not take much longer because it's already halfway through September. So uh, I'm just super excited because it's Tessa Bailey. Um, most of her books are automatic reads for me and I just love them. Um, I would say that sometimes I do squeal a little and fangirl over the fact that I just love her books. They're so cute. So um, a lot of you probably know her from her most popular series, which is the Bellinger Sisters, um, which had It Happened One Summer and Hook, Line, and Sinker. I mean, they were phenomenal. There's a reason why they're popular. Um, I also really liked her Hot and Hammered series mm -hmm. and um, her standalones like My Killer Vacation. And oh, I just forgot the name of it. Um, a mutual friend absolutely loves it. Oh, Captivated. I know that uh, for our super spicy fans out there, that's another... Um, that's peak Tessa Bailey. Yes. So anywho, back to Wreck the Halls. So this is a standalone uh, rom-com is how it is advertised. And it is featuring the adult children of two uh, rock royalty rock stars. So we have Melody, who is the quiet one. And then I kid you not, it says his name is Beat, as in the beat of a drum. Uh, and he oh. is our uh, extroverted, outgoing uh, love interest. So they have to work together um, to convince their mothers to do one final farewell concert, which, of course, is going to take place on Christmas Eve because it's a Christmas romance. And that's what I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it is promising excellent banter. And um, as what I'm describing is steamy shenanigans, because Tessa Bailey always delivers with that. Um, and it's going to have, you know, I like her books because they're quirky, but usually not over the top quirky. And that's just I don't know. I, I just she's like the perfect little palate cleanser between other authors. I just I always go back to Tessa Bailey time and time again. I just find her to be very enjoyable. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, Christmas, you know. I, I just like the premise of that it's the mothers who are the rock stars. It's not, you know, it, not that men yeah. can't be rock stars, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's nice to kind of have a, a different spin on that. So um, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I think it, it sounds really cute. I read Tessa Bailey's Window Shopping, which was her last holiday romance. Yes. I don't know I forgot if you... about that one. I did. And I liked yeah. that one. Yeah. Yes. I really liked that one. It was a Ted Lasso type characters. Uh, so it was Ted Lasso on the street, Roy Kent in the sheets. That's he was... exactly what it was. Yeah. It was really steamy. And the main character, she had done time in prison. Yes. And had and just that, again, released, totally different. Yeah, totally different uh, narrative than what we're used to in romance fiction and really, really intriguing. And they're kind of, you know, there's like a grumpy sunshine uh, dynamic. Um, people say reverse when it's the man who's 
who's happy sunshine yeah which i feel like it should just be grumpy sunshine yeah you know but anyway i guess reverse if if you go by that but yeah so i would uh hope for big things with wreck the halls yes i'm very excited so again wreck the halls by tessa bailey comes out october the 3rd from avon nice so what do we have next i'm super excited Okay, another holiday romance. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, this one is called Mistletoe and Michigas. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it is in the Teachers in Love series by M.A. Wardell, who appears to be a self-published author. And it is an opposite to track male-male gay holiday romance. And it releases October 10th. The story is between a chipper new first grade school teacher and the school's antisocial custodian. So uh, you have, again, that <laughs> grumpy sunshine. The Love it. Yeah. The teacher, the first grade teacher needs a date to his ex-boyfriend's Christmas Eve wedding. And the custodian needs a boyfriend to take home to his family for Hanukkah because he told them he had a boyfriend. So oh, I'm already the, loving this. I know, right? Cue the fake <laughs> dating trope, everybody. Here is an excerpt from uh, the book description. When all the rehearsing starts feeling a little too real and both men's pasts come roaring back to haunt them, will they be able to pull off the ultimate holiday masquerade? Ooh, Ooh. I know, I know. <laughs> I Fingers crossed. I've never read anything by M.A. Wardell, so I don't know anything about Heat Level. Um, based on the illustrated cover, which is not cartoonish, it looks mm -hmm. almost like a real, I guess, more realistic. Okay. And really intriguing because there's so much emotion in each of their faces in, in the book cover. So I was really taken by that. And uh, yeah, so that's Mistletoe and Misha Goss by M.A. Wardell out October 10th. I am, that sounds super cute. I'm really excited. That's definitely on my TBR list. <laughs> yes. Back to you, Libby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to go, we're going back in time now because my next one is a historical romance. It is The Gentleman's Gambit by Evie Dunmore. And that comes out December the 5th from Penguin. Uh, this is part of her League of Extraordinary Women series, which I'm a huge fan of, especially, I mean, I liked all three of them, but the first two were just like, oh my God, they're so good. Uh, so uh, really big fan of the series and I'm glad she's continuing it because you never know once you get past the trilogy if the authors are going to keep going or not. So yeah. hooray, we're still there. Yeah. So uh, this takes place in... Um, it's just beyond the Regency era. We are um, during the budding suffragette movement in the UK. So that's neat to kind of see. She does um, and cites her research usually in the back of her story. So I'm excited because she obviously this is something she's passionate about and it really comes through in the story. Um, it doesn't feel dry or heavy with her previous ones in the series. Like this is information that really happened and it really adds to the story. So anywho, so uh, this follows um, uh, Catriona, who works at Oxford and is also, as I mentioned, in the suffragette movement. And um, she has been burned in every aspect of her life. She is just fed up and she is sick of men trying to weasel in on her research and her her um, her work with the suffragettes. And so in comes Elias, who is trying to uh, get in on her research, but it sounds like not all is as it appears, because he really is there for different reasons. I don't know what they are yet, because the book hasn't come out, but it sounds like he is there for uh, non-nefarious purposes. But of course, they're going to be butting heads, and um, 
eventually they're going to be forced to work together. And so I really like this kind of enemies to, uh, to lovers, rivals to lovers vibe mm-hmm. I'm getting from the description. Yeah. And again, as a history buff and a fan of historical romances, I like that this is going to have a little meat on its bones and it's not not that there's anything wrong with traditional bodice rippers, but it, there, there's going to be more to this than a few steamy scenes, which if anything from the previous three, uh, we should expect at least a couple of really nice little steamy scenes. So um, pretty excited to see um, how this all uh, plays out. And I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit of the three couples from the previous books, because as a fan of series, I really like when that happens. Well, you'll have to report back or yes. just add it to one of the future lists. I'm yes, curious to absolutely. know. I'm, I, she has done no wrong so far, so I'm cautiously optimistic. So yeah. again, Gentleman's Gambit comes out uh, December the 5th from Penguin, and it's by Evie Dunmore. So what do we have next? Sweeten the Deal by Katie Shepard. This is Ooh. Katie's second novel. Her first one was uh, Bear With Me Now. Uh, she actually appeared on Reader Seeks Romance channel. Sweeten the Deal is a rom-com published by Berkeley. It releases October 17th. And here's a little bit of a blurb from the book description. She's lonely, rich, and 10 years too young for him, but she's also his sugar daddy, and they couldn't have less in common. <laughs> so that that raises a lot of questions. So the gist is, is that Caroline is a 22-year-old MBA student, and she's a talented tennis player. She inherits $2 million. She's never had any friends. She's never had any boyfriends, no girlfriends. She's not had many life experiences, but she really wants to expand her world and socialize and become more sophisticated. Okay. Now we have Adrian. He is 33 years old. He is a former rising star in the Boston art scene. He is now broke and living on his friend's couch. He lists himself on a sugar baby website, and Caroline innocently answers the ad to become his first client. Interesting. Yes. And they get to know each other and sparks fly. So obviously this is an age gap situation. Um, Also, to me, this gives me Kiss Quotient vibes. Um, The novel Kiss Quotient by uh, Helen Huang. Yeah. So um, I definitely... You know, uh, like immediately. And I love the kiss quotient. So I'm like, oh, you know, now this age gap is interesting because there's a big age gap, but the age gap is between a 22 year old and a 30 year old, which is different than other age gaps I've read. This is kind of like a really young person. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who, but I understand, but apparently, based on a few reviews I read, the age gap doesn't feel so big and it doesn't feel like, there's, you know, uh, a power imbalance in okay, the relationship yeah. or anything. That's well, what I understand. She's the one with all the money. <laughs> she's the one with all the money. Yeah. So it sounds intriguing. It's a cute illustrated cover. I don't know how steamy it will be because even though it is a sugar baby site, it doesn't seem like Caroline is coming into it hoping to have lots of sex. So, True. uh, Although- 
and this might be an unfair statement, but I always feel like age gap romances have to be steamy. I don't think I've ever read one that doesn't have at least a few passages where you're like, hello. Yeah, you, you, there has to be some, you know, a decent amount of steam, but not too much that you start to question people's motives for being with a younger that's, you Well, know, that's person. true, especially because she has all this money. I'm really right. invested in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> interested in how this, how it's executed, how Katie executes it. So that is Sweeten the Deal by Katie Shepard out October 17th. Okay, Libby, what do you have? All right. So next up is uh, called Friends Don't Fall in Love by Erin Hahn. Uh, this comes out October 17th from St. Martin's Griffin. Um, this is my first uh, book that I will be reading by Erin uh, Hahn. I have looked at her list on Goodreads and it all looks amazing. And again, super cute covers because I judge every book by its cover. Um, so this one seemed intriguing because in terms of tropes, it has friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, it's a celebrity romance, and then there's going to be a lot of second chances. So, um, I mean, come on, what more could you ask for? So the the general premise is Lorelai had, past tense, a thriving country music career and a famous fiance until she did a protest song that shattered everything. I'm kind of getting like uh, Dixie Chicks, although now they're called the, just the Chicks, but I kind of got vibes right. from that when I read that, yeah. uh, <laughs> which again, no complaints. Uh, but it took her five years and now Lorelai is ready for her comeback. So enter Craig, who is her uh, former friend and former bandmate and also her uh, a former friend of her ex. So there's a lot of different elements here with Craig. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, according to the book jacket, he has had a thing for Lorelai for ages. And so as soon as they get together, it, um, in his eyes, it's sparks are flying automatically. But it sounds like Lorelai is going to be a little bit more uh, reserved and focused on, on her comeback, not necessarily falling in love with our boy Craig here. So um, I, again, I haven't read anything by her, but it sounds adorable. Uh, I really, I'm on a bit of a celebrity romance kick. I just seem to be throwing one in like every four books lately. So I thought, what's one more? And it's almost October, so it'll be here before you know it. So have you read anything by Aaron Han before, Liz? No, I have not. So you will be diving into new territory and please share. Yes, I promise to report back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And I dig celebrity romances, so I'm already hooked on what you're telling me here. Yes. And it seems like there are different levels of complexity, but that's okay because the celebrity yes. romance, if it's if it's really written well, it, you could take me wherever you want to take me. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of celebrity romance, there is Ooh. one that I consider my favorite, and it is by Soraya Wilson called The Seat Filler. The seat filler. The seat filler. Because when you go to award, oh, yes. yeah, when you go to recordings of award shows and so on, they don't want the camera to, you know, to see the crowd and there's there. nobody there. So they have seat fillers. So when someone, a celebrity gets up to use the restroom, they throw a seat filler in there to fill the seat. Uh, or if they get up to get a drink, they have a seat filler, you know, fill the seat for the celebrity. So there is a seat filler who... um is next to this big star that she loves, this actor, who is based on Adam Driver because oh. the author, Soraya Wilson, met Adam Driver because she does those uh, charity auctions. Oh, I think you were going to say because she's a seat filler. <laughs> no, actually, she's not. <laughs> no, but she uh, researched seat fillers. She knew people who were seat fillers. But Soraya is an author who does a lot of these celebrity auctions where – She'll spend like 
I don't know, two grand uh, and it goes to charity and she gets a Zoom or an in-person meetup with a celebrity of, you know, that she likes or an actor. So she spent money for this celebrity auction and got kind of a meet and greet with Adam Driver at an award ceremony. So that whole thing, that whole story is actually described on her episode of Rita Six Romance, the Rita Six Romance channel on YouTube. I'll Uh, have to check that out because that sounds really cute. It's a, it's a great story. And so if you envision Adam Driver in this as this character, which is what is intended, it's actually really sexy because there's something sexy about Adam Driver. And yeah. so the seat filler also, not only is it a celebrity romance, but it's also kissing lessons. Are you familiar with the kissing lessons trope? Where yes. one character will ask the other like, oh, show me. I've never really properly been kissed or I don't know how to kiss <laughs> or, you know, teach me how to do these things. And it's almost like, oh, okay, I'll take you under my wing. So it's, there's also some kissing lessons in there, which is not something I read often. Um, so yeah, so for celebrity romance, I definitely would recommend the seat filler. Um, yeah. That sounds really good. It's, it is officially on my list now. That sounds great. And Adam okay. Driver, what a, what a, I mean, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. He's even in that weird cologne ad where he's half man, yes. half horse. Yes, I just saw that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what is that called again when it's half man, half horse? Is it is it a centaur? Centaur, yeah. So he's like a centaur. Like he's running towards the water. He's on a beach running to the water <laughs> and he turns into a centaur. And now I'm supposed to believe that... I should buy his the cologne. Cologne because you want your husband to smell. Like I want my husband to run into the lake, or maybe the the creek behind my house, <laughs> and I want him to turn into a centaur. <laughs> now we're up to our last, our last, yes, our, our last one. So what do we? What do you have, Liz? Emergency contact, a holiday rom com by New York Times bestselling author Lauren Lane and her husband Anthony Ladon. I am excited for this. Oh, I love this. And And this this is is your second husband and wife one that you've done now. It is. And you know what? I wanted to bring up the fact that I am finding more romance novels co-written by romantic partners. I had interviewed an author, um, this couple, the Giglios. They had written a romance that I had discussed with them. Um, Then the Tamborellis. And then um, I know Corellia Stetz-Waters has a romance coming out that she co-wrote with her wife, Faye Stetswaters. That's coming Love out it. next year. So I feel as if um, I'm seeing, and I gravitate towards that because if I have a co-wrote with my husband, there would be bloodshed, I think. <laughs> at some point, at some point. It um, wouldn't be bringing you closer together. <laughs> you know, maybe on some, only if it was a success and we were making yeah. lots of money, then I could forgive all. So uh, Emergency Contact, it releases October 24th by Blackstone Publishing. And it is, according to the book description, a delightful meet-cute between the proposal and planes, trains, and automobiles. Emergency contact is perfect for fans of Christina Lauren and Sally Thorne. I love everything about that. Everything you just said, the author comparisons, the movies, yes Yes. to all of that. Everything. So here's the gist. A concussed New York City attorney forgot to update her emergency contact info. So her ex-husband is called in to take her home and monitor her for 48 hours to make sure she doesn't get any worse. Okay. I love this. (laughs) So now he has to travel to Chicago with the ex for the holidays at his family's house. And he's planning on proposing to his girlfriend on Christmas Eve. 
oh no. <laughs> so I assume because it's a romance that he does not propose and he gets back together with his ex-wife who I'm hoping her concussion doesn't get any worse. Uh, although that could be fun if she's a little wonky, you know, during That's the holidays of the concussion, that might be where the comedy comes in. Yeah. <laughs> so that the is comedy of head injuries. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said the comedy of head injuries. <laughs> It's a thing, okay? It's a little, it's a little <laughs> funny. No, I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> Could that be a romance trope? Comedic head, head, in, head injury trope. <laughs> Comedic concussions. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned amnesia, so I feel like That's we're true. heading towards some kind of head trauma. That's our theme of the day is head injuries and squatting in other people's homes. <laughs> so that is Emergency Contact by Lauren Lane and Anthony Ladon out October 24th. If you're digging our vibe and can't wait until next week's episode of Romance Roundup, then head on over to Rita Seeks Romance's YouTube channel and watch Romance Roundup Episode 2 for extra book recommendations. While you're there, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on bonus content and extras. Thank you for joining us, Romance readers. Happy reading, everyone. 